Okay, seriously, you're such a wuss. Now don't get me wrong, I'm a wuss too. Like, women in this day and age, we are serious wusses. We do not know what hardship is like, and I'm talking about Western women, not women who are in third world countries. I couldn't pretend to know what their life is like, but we American women, we are weaklings. Hey there, and welcome to Upstreamers Podcast. Where we challenge moms to respond instead of react. Now, did you, like, get a little antsy when I started calling you weak? Did you feel the need to defend yourself and say, No, I'm not. I'm totally a strong woman. Well, get in line because I felt that way too when I thought about it. I was reading the book Choices by Mary Farrar. I've been talking about it in a past episode and I'm going to keep talking about it because this lady has so much wisdom and I am loving, loving, loving rereading this book. Last time I shared a little bit about how I got the book and what my mindset was like at the time. Now, what is it like 20, 20 ish years later? And my mindset has changed. God has changed me. Jesus has, you know, totally redeemed so many of my, um, so many of my thoughts that were way out in left field and completely in agreement with the enemy. Now he's helped me renew my mind in some major ways. And I would like to report that I have a fairly strong biblical worldview, still learning, always learning, but I'm just amazed at the work he's done. All that to say, rereading this book has just been a phenomenal experience. I am loving it, and I really hope you can pick up a copy because if you read it too, then I think you'll be equally amazed with um, what she has to say. So, talking about women and our roles in today's society, you know, there's a lot of whiny pants women out there. And if you don't believe me that there's a lot of whiny women, I mean, look at kids. Because guess where they get it from? They get it from us. Whiny, whiny children get it from whiny, whiny moms. Oh no, our complaints, they're totally legit. You know, we complain about real life, real hardships and real things. And our kids are just whining about, you know, when are we going to make dinner? Like, why didn't they get the Christmas present they wanted? You know, our concerns, concerns are totally justified with a little sarcastic complaint or a little self-deprecating remark that is laced with some sarcastic whining. Is that right? I mean, am I the only one who does this? Okay, so we whine a lot and we pass it to our kids. Okay, stop making me feel so guilty. I thought your book was about releasing people from guilt. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. My book is not about releasing you from guilt. My book is about God and his power releasing us from guilt. But we do need to feel sometimes the weight of our choices and our decisions because that weight, that conviction from the Holy Spirit can get us to move from where we are to where we want to be, where he wants us to be. So hang on a second and just say, nope, I'm not going to react to this message of I'm a weak woman. I'm going to say, hmm, I wonder why she said that. So in the book Choices by Mary Farrar, 
we have in chapter three, she's talking all about pioneer women. And yeah, yeah, we all know they had a hard life and they like, you know, cut the cord of their baby's umbilical cord and made dinner for their husband that same night. And then like the next day she went out and worked in the fields and whatever. Yeah, our life doesn't look that way. But there is more to this story. Okay, I want you to think about what modern feminism is like. Think about the principles that they stand on. Now, if you don't know a ton about modern feminism, I'm not going to get into that in this um, episode, although that would be a really fun topic to talk about. I'm thinking that might be one that my husband and I can talk about. (laughs) So stay tuned for that. But let's just talk about um, pioneer women. But before we delve into that, I do want you to think just a tad about modern feminism, the kind of feminism that says uh, we don't get equal pay for equal work. We are, you know, there's really no, um, no glory in staying home. That's like what women that can't work do or it basically dumps on housewives as like a slave to their husband and you know a slave to their children as if no woman would ever want to be in that role and I get it I didn't want to be a wife and mom okay so hear this in context I was a feminist in my 20s uh, and into the first part of my marriage actually which was super fun relationally but God has shifted my mind and given me like a little more perspective on what biblical womanhood looks like and reading scripture has definitely changed my mind. So in her chapter on pioneer women, she talked about how the home was the center of society and how um, really it wasn't until the 19th century that most occupations became unsuitable for women. Now I'm going to get you the Uh, sources for this. I think I'll put them in the show notes. But um, basically, women worked in their homes and they, no one would have survived without the work that they did. Now, yeah, if I leave and my husband is left with my kids for the week, he can totally survive. Because there's an Aldi down the road, there's you know, running water, we've got toilets and electricity, And my kids can just, you know, snack on random things. Now, maybe your husband's a phenomenal cook. Actually, mine knows how to cook pretty well, but he doesn't tend to do that. Um, It's just not super fun for him. So, fine. He likes PB&J or really it's more like uh, those, a tortilla with cheese in it, microwaved and some salsa on it. So, what do they call those? Cheeseritos, I think. Anywho he could survive without me. Now there's some emotional elements. There's some, there's some sweetness in having both parents at home and available to the kids. So yeah, he'd survive. Would he thrive? Probably not long-term. It'd be fun for a couple days to be without me, but you know, I feel like the way that we run our household, um, I'd be missed. (coughs) Hopefully you would too. But in pioneer days, Oh my word, if the mom wasn't at home, 
their whole livelihood would have been totally turned upside down. The husband wouldn't have been able to make a living. He would have had to stay home, take care of the kids, so his crops would die. You know, now there were times when the husband had to leave, go on big, long hunting trips. He had to go get supplies, you know, from far away and be gone for a long time. And are you thinking of Little House on the Prairie? I, I bet you are. Little scenes from your childhood uh, binge watching. You couldn't even binge watch when we were kids, could you? Um, but I've totally been binge watched um, Little House on the Prairie since they come out on CD. Um, and uh, I've enjoyed that. Okay, side note. <laughs> I like Little House on the Prairie, but I'm not picturing that. I'm talking about what the book is talking about. Um, think about the, the work that men were doing. Fighting off Indians, fighting off you know wild animals. I don't think women back then were were pining away, for lack of a better word, pining away for the work of a man. Saying, oh, it's not fair. They get to do this and that. I want to go fight the Indians. I want to go fight in the Revolutionary War. I want to go, you know, wrestle a bear. I'm pretty sure they were, you know, they were working hard canning and sometimes they had to go to work in the fields while their husbands were gone. And they did have to do things to support the war effort. But they weren't having to, and you know, and they did fight the British on their doorstep, okay? Like, these women were amazing. They had to nurse sick children, like, so much because the life expectancy was so low. And a lot of these women, they didn't get to see their grandkids. Have you thought about that? They didn't get to see their grandkids because their, I think their life expectancy was like 35. So, how did they do it? Like, how were they so tenacious? How were they so diligent? Well, I'll tell you what it was. They didn't have a choice. They didn't have a choice. And I think that's one of the things that makes us so weak in some ways is that we have too many choices, too many options, too many voices in our head telling us what to do and how to do it. And we just, you know, flip from this to that. And I don't know my passion. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, Come on, we are so weak. So how do we get out of this like kind of whiny weakness? And I think it comes down to our decisions because about how we spend our time. I think it comes down to our decisions about how we spend our time because ladies, we stretch ourselves too thin. We have too many options, too many choices. And we have to stop bending back and forth into all the things. There are too many options to say yes to. You have to say no. You have to have a firm boundary around your home. Let your home be the hub. Again, let's, you know, you don't have to can or make sourdough or homeschool your kids. Although I'm big homeschool pro. Um, I'm homeschool pro, like I'm a pro. What I meant is I'm very pro homeschooling, okay? Not a pro, but pro homeschooling. We need to make our home the center, again, the center of society. And that's going to take a daily decision, a daily decision to, you know, cut out all the noise to say, you know, I'm not going to read that extra book that my friend recommended to me. Or maybe I'll read that one, but I'm not going to read all these others. I feel like I have to. Maybe you go through your, you know, 
house and you get rid of a ton of toys and I'm sorry books because they steal away your time and your energy and your desire oh I haven't read that book yet oh I can't do this I when you have so much stuff around you you can't breathe you know it's always the have to's and the I should's just surrounding you all the time so that's one thing but then I think the bigger thing is time in the word you know if we're spending time with Jesus and I mean more than just sitting there you know thinking about a verse that we saw on Facebook that someone posted that we didn't even look up and confirm if it was really the verse you know whatever but if that's all we do is use the app that gives us the daily verse like that is not what I'm talking about I need time at the feet of Jesus like Mary did in the Bible where she picked the more important thing and the Martha mindset just fades away now those were two different women but I feel like it's me both of them are me (laughs) I'm having the longing I'm having the times where I'm sitting at his feet really soaking in reading his word learning to study the Bible and then I've got the me that's like running around doing all the things feeling annoyed that I'm the only one working in my house blah 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 all of that is just it is all of that is just highlighting my weak spots so ladies we're weak it's okay Christ is strong he's perfected in our weakness we don't know how to manage our life and manage our time very well but we have got to say yes to having our home at the center of society again because I'll tell you that is it is a lost art to have the home at the center we're constantly trying to leave our home you know do you feel this like I have to get out of my house sometimes and it is not wrong to want to get out and be away from your kids sometimes but man there is a grit that we have lost there's some kind of there's some kind of resourcefulness and strength in these um, pioneering women that I just wonder if we need to challenge ourselves and say, God, is there an area that you want to strengthen me in? What do I need to do without? What do you want me to let go of? Is there an idol in my heart that I need to just slough off and say, you know, I don't have to have that. I don't have to do that. You know, maybe there's an activity that you just, oh, I don't want to make my kids sad. So we have to stay in this forever, you know, until I'm a crazy person and they put me in an insane asylum and I've got a straitjacket on. Like, really? Let it go. Maybe there is a, you know, a person that just sucks the life out of you. You don't have to be with them all the time. You know, if there's like a really firm conviction you have that is outside of what I'm talking about, you know, do what God says. If I'm saying something and it contradicts God, do what God says every time. But if you're just in this weird obligation cycle, like break out, tell yourself the truth, look yourself in the mirror, spend time with Christ and say, I do not have to do this. It's going to be okay. God will fill the gaps. He is a gap filler. Okay, ladies, I've hit my 15 minutes. My rant is over, and please don't feel obligated to get the book choices because I'm going to keep talking about it on here, but oh my word, I want to just sit down with ladies all the time and talk about this book because it is so phenomenal, and it draws me to want to study history more, to study God's word more, and I hope that it's inspired you too. 
If you want to pick up a copy of my book, Knee Jerk Mom, feel free to do that, but please don't do it in a reactionary way. Wouldn't that just be laughable? I mean, seriously, don't be reactionary and go pick up my book. Pick it up intentionally if you know that you're supposed to be reading it in this season of your life. Knee Jerk Mom, available on Amazon, wherever books are sold. Actually, just Amazon right now because I'm having a serious problem with my printer. Blah. But we'll fix it. So Amazon sells my book. And I hope you guys are going to have a fantastic holiday season. I know 100% I am not going to be podcasting over the holidays. So you just have a lovely time with your family. And I will see you probably next month. Keep swimming upstream.